Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Walt Carter. Walt Carter is the Chief Digital Officer and CIO of Homestar Financial. With more than 25 years in technology leadership roles, Walt specializes in change leadership and technology innovation. Prior to joining Homestar as Chief Digital Officer and CIO in March of 2018, Walt and his teams implemented technology changes for primary capital mortgage to drive 205% growth in origination volume in just over two years. Before that, his teams at Generation Mortgage received accolades from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Kiplinger's, Bloomberg, and MarketWatch for innovative uses of technology as a key differentiator for the company. Well, good afternoon, Walt. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to be with you today. You're very welcome. And I appreciate the time being on the show here today with you. I know a lot of times it's hard to get calendars aligned, but I'm always very appreciative to host people, listen to their story and get their story out to the world. So we're going to, Walt, just jump right into these questions here. Let's talk about your career, very much aligned in in my tech background as well, which is always fun. But uh, you've got quite the career in tech, operations, marketing there, a senior executive, you're an author. Now you're the chief digital officer and CIO of Homestar. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? You know, I don't have a secret, Brian, to be honest with you. I I wish it was something mysterious and and, uh, really interesting. I guess I'd say it this way. I did did a really good job on the other side before coming here of picking my parents well. You know, I was born into, you know, a a military family, grew up uh, the oldest of four kids. and, And three of the four of us all have careers in IT. My other brother, Greg, uh, unfortunately was born with Down syndrome. He got an extra chromosome in the lottery. And uh, and I think the the other three of us have always looked at him and been overachievers uh, kind of as a result. So uh, we had good parents that pushed us hard academically. Neither of our parents uh, went to college. And so, you know, all of us have gone to college. My brother and I both have advanced degrees. And, uh, and, you know, my sister is a COO at a technology company. My brother is a very well-known, well-regarded CIO in his own right. Currently runs all the infrastructure for 7-Eleven. And I've been a CIO slash CMO slash COO slash CDO now for the last 15 years or so. So whatever mom and dad did, they, they did a really good job. I'll just leave it there. That's awesome. Walt, we've had many guests, you know, the one thing, you know, maybe it's the influencer, the influence or someone that has been a great mentor in their life is their parents come up pretty often. So that's uh, not unheard of. And I appreciate you sharing that. I think our parents are really, truly what build that mold that we end up becoming in our careers and through our life. So thank you for sharing that. Well, switching gears here, love to talk about authors and their books. And I've had many authors on on this show, but Talk to us about your book, We Can't Stay Here, Becoming a Great Change Captain, and how you've applied the seven C's with a Charlie, right, of effective change leadership within your organizations and teams. Yeah. A few years ago, I, I felt like I was getting near the end of my, uh, my career, Brian, and uh, I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to write down some of the things that I had learned on the on the less traveled side of leading change and, and transformations at companies, I've been, even the last three companies, I've been hired three times in a row to, to lead a digital transformation 
And I've now successfully completed three digital transformations, which I understand is a, a rare statement to make. And yet, along the way, I learned the hard way early and often that uh, digital transformation, change projects really are not about technology. They're all about people. And uh, and so, you know, I, I wrote a book on what I call the seven C's, which just essentially says, look, you, you've got you've to get your right crew. You've got to get a big vision of where you're going. Uh, you know, once you, you capture that vision and you share it out correctly with the right crew, you got to communicate, collaborate, and and just kind of keep working through a lot of different C words. When I started just thinking back over all of the, the, the successes that I've had and the many, many failures that I've observed and been, you know, close to over the years, the train wrecks always happen because we're not doing the seven C's correctly and we're not taking care of the people side of the business. And, you know, change is hard for humans in general, and it's really, really hard in a culture that's not prepped correctly, which, you know, I, I find is the average culture, by the way. If you look out across the vast sea of cultures that you could go and be a change leader in, most of them are way underprepared for a big transformation. And so, you know, again, I, I spent a lot of time in the trenches leading a lot of big projects. I got some really awesome thank you letters from folks for leading huge programs that uh, were transformative, uh, $100 million budgets and up, and uh, at really big companies. And I thought, well, you know what? I should tell somebody before I quit what I've learned. And so that's, we can't stay here, you know, and it's really a military expression. I, I spent a lot of time growing up in a, in a military family and then again served seven and a half years on active duty in some really tough environments, nuclear weapons, Cold War kind of kind of places. And, uh, you know, the truth is change is constant. And no matter what you think, you really can't stay where you are and be safe. You've got to be moving in order to be safe. The future is dynamic. It's not static. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing some great examples there. And, and again, thank you for your service. Uh, I served as well in the Marine Corps as on the other, other end. But uh, I, I do appreciate that. But the fact that you've done some great transformations and led some very large projects, and I'm glad that you wrote a book and able to share those experiences. Like you, many of us here, including myself, love to give back, love to mentor, and that's what really inspires me to do what I do today. So, Walt, thank you again. I do appreciate that. Walt, we do talk about tech a little bit here. So we ask, you know, you're probably leveraging some of that new and emerging tech within your business there or at some point in your career, is there anything you might be able to share with us that might be helpful from our audience's perspective? Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of things that are, that are pretty cool. Uh, you know, we've obviously, you know, we've gone down the, uh, the robotic process automation road pretty hard and we've got some RPA threads that really help automate some of the mundane things and get our people lifted up to a higher level kind of task set than the things that we could do in the machine with the machines. We've got a really great product that we we brought in called Kendor, which is a automated underwriting system built by some real car carrying rocket scientists down from the Space Coast in Florida. Uh, and Kendor, you know, it has really, you know, helped us optimize the ability to use our underwriters for the hard stuff and and you know again keep the machine doing the things that are easy for machines to do and uh, really excited about that you know and we're we're constantly looking at emerging tech i'm sure some of your other guests have have talked with you about you know the large language model explosion just recently and chat gpt and auto gpt and you know all of, all of these different 
quote unquote AI tools that are really uh, advanced machine learning tools in, in a big way. I mean, essentially, that's what the large language model algorithms are. It's just, you know, very advanced machine learning that applies to a large data set. So we're looking at that too. Haven't done anything you know, with it yet, but I'm talking to a couple of you know companies that really focus on emerging tech like that and trying to get smart as quickly as I can to help kind of move into the future there. You know, we've also looked at, you know, some of the aspects of the metaverse and Web3 and, you know, some of those kind of things are they're very interesting. But like, like blockchain, to be honest with you, we didn't see a lot of real business value over and above what we could do with other tools that are very much less expensive. So, so again, you know, we, we're constantly looking at the horizon of, you know, what's coming online that we could use right now to move us forward and, uh, you know, give us, you know, kind of a, a better head of the class kind of position. But, uh, you know, and most of the stuff that we're seeing right now, I'll just say it this, this way, is, is really helpful in the areas of providing a better customer experience and reducing friction for the customer in a way that helps seamlessly align all your channels, right? And as a guy that kind of lives both in the marketing world and the, the technology world, that customer experience turns out to be the, the 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 thing that is probably one of the most important out there. And this is where these technologies can really help. Absolutely. Walt, and thank you for sharing that, by the way. But uh, whenever we can, you know, apply some of these, again, these broader technologies that uh, language models that uh, tap into these large data sources that, you know, have a lot of that history that we can put out there on the front trenches for a lot of either our call centers or help desks and, and so forth. And, and we're actually doing a little bit of that today as well. I've had some experience with chatbots over the last five years, and they've come a long way just in five years. So do appreciate your thoughts on that, your share. And Walt, for the last question of the evening, could you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either tech or leadership? Sure. I would tell my techie friends that are coming up the tech side that the sooner they get involved in learning about the people side and really working hard on listening skills and and, and really active listening communication skills, the better off they're going to be. And, and again, you know, I've seen a lot of great tech heads out there that struggle in that area. So, you know, because truthfully, they're drawn to technology because machines are a lot easier to deal with than people, right? But if you want to have a great career, uh, a, a wonderful career like I've had, you, you need to work with people and, and you need to get really good at that. And the best way to get good at that is to actually get out there and start talking to people, having great conversations and being interested in other people. And that's that can be challenging for some of us introverted machine lovers, right? When you go to the other side and you've got people that are really great with people and really great, you know, kind of over on the sales side, a lot of times they don't get the technology as easily as those of us that, that do. And, uh, and consequently, they really want somebody to understand them and understand that they don't really understand and try to make it a lot easier. And I, I think the, the Feynman technique... Richard Feynman's uh, physics you know, background said, look, explain it like you're explaining it to a five-year-old. And, and if, you, if you can do that, then you can successfully communicate something that's really, really hard in the digital space. One of the other tools that I use a lot with my teams and coaching my techies up 
is, you know, the analog analog, right? You find something that people understand that they can relate to that is going to help you teach something digital, right? So if, the, if you can grab a hold of a model that they already know and understand well, then you can make that appear in their minds and then build with them the digital model and explain it that way. And, and so, you know, and a great example of that is what, what's a firewall? Well, just like the firewall in the front of the compartment that separates you from the engine, in case there's a fire, then you know we put firewalls in to you know help us keep safe with our data. Blah blah blah. blah right. So you you get an example of something that they could understand in the analog world very easily, and then make that pop on a digital side. You know, I use a lot of acronyms, uh, and I've, I've done that throughout my career, and it may be part of our our military heritage there. But, uh, you know, I, I always look at the first acronym that is kind of a go-to for me is bit business problem. What is the business problem? Do I have the information? I. Do I have the information that I need to solve the problem? Or do I need to go get more information? Where would I get it from? Right? And then last is the T, which is the technology layer. Okay, so what technologies do we have that we could use to solve this problem? What technologies don't we have that we might go grab that could help us use this problem? Right? So the bit is, uh, is always in my mouth. <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out how to make this business problem go away using information first. And I really need to get clarity on that. And then technology last, right? So business problem first, technology last. That may sound a little bit ironic coming from the, the top tech guy at a company, but that's really the way it should flow. And if you follow the way that that flows, just like the, the way you follow a river flowing down to the sea, you really can't screw it up that bad. I've got another one for, for acquiring technology that I've used a lot called Fuse, F-U-S-E. What's the functionality? What's the usability? What's the supportability? And what's the extensibility or how far in the future can I ride this thing before I have to buy something to replace it? If I get the Fuse right and I don't blow it there, I usually win in the acquisition or build of technology. And so those are some of the things that I would kind of leave behind as, as tools of the trade for those coming behind on the tech side. And then for the other folks, I would just say, don't be afraid of the technology, even the AI stuff that everybody's trying to scare you to death with right now. We're going to create more jobs than we've ever seen before coming out of all of this. It, it, they're just going to be different. And uh, just like what we've seen over the last 100, 150 years, right, really since the, the steam engines came online, all of a sudden, you know, we've started automating everything. Now we're just continuing that build. We're just continuing that evolution of, of automating more and more and getting the humans into a position where they can do that creative, imaginative work that really is life-giving and joy-filled and, you know, get them out of the mundane stuff that, you know, frankly, if we could find a way to do it with the machine, they would all most always be happy to have the machine do it instead of the humans. So that's probably more than you wanted to know, but uh, that's, that's my answer to your last question, Brian. Thank you, Walt. That's awesome, actually. We love the nuggets, the gems, whatever you want to call them. Our audience absolutely loves those. But uh, Walt, you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, you know, the theme here in your message is communication. And while the people are the center of everything in our business and our personal lives, that communication is so clear. In order to have communication, it's got to be two-way. You've got to listen to the to the other party. So again, appreciate sharing that. That's That's phenomenal. Walt, it was a pleasure having you on today, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Great. It was a pleasure being with you, Brian, and I really appreciate your work and what you and your company are, are doing in the marketplace. Uh, and I really value the podcast. I've learned a lot from your other guests as well. So I really appreciate you, brother. Simplify. Thank you very much. Simplify. Bye for now. Bye for now.